Can you return to a fulfilling, challenging and successful career after a long career break? After listening to this collection of returner stories, we hope your answer will be a resounding yes. I'm Karen. And I'm Liz. We're both coaches with Women Returners, the Return to Work Specialists. We work with employers and career returners to enable professionals to return to satisfying and fulfilling work after career breaks of two, five or 15 plus years. Over the years, we've coached hundreds of career returners and we're excited to share some of their inspirational stories with you. On our Career Returners podcast, you'll hear from a diverse range of people who are successfully back at work after taking long career breaks for childcare, elder care, health, relocation or other reasons. They share the ups and downs of their return to work journeys, the challenges, the rewards and their learnings. After each story, Liz and I will chat over some of the key themes that emerged and share some of our top return to work tips. A big thank you to JP Morgan for supporting us to bring this podcast to life. Now in its ninth year, the JP Morgan re-entry program offers experienced professionals who've taken a career break of at least two years the support and resources they need to relaunch their careers. Currently running in the UK, US, Europe, India, Singapore and Hong Kong, JP Morgan's re-entry programme provides a fully supported transition back to work. In keeping with the international reach of their programme, in Series 2 of our podcast, we've captured stories of returners returning to work both in the UK and in other countries. After listening to this episode, do head along to womenreturners.com where you'll find lots of advice, over 100 success stories, and a range of return to work opportunities for people on a career break wanting to get back to work. And do also sign up to our free network and Facebook group for extra support and connection. And now, over to this week's guest. I'm pleased to introduce today's guest, Claire Newman. Claire is an experienced banking and consulting leader with a background in financial services, commercial banking and financial technology, built over her years working in Asia and the US. Married to a diplomat, living and working in different countries has become an intrinsic part of Claire's life. In 2014, the family relocated from New York to Mexico, where Claire took a career break to have their first child and settle the family into their new home and life. A few years later, the family relocated again, this time to London, where Claire worked as a consultant. When the family moved back to the US, Claire took another career break to have her second child and spend some time focusing on raising her young family. In 2021, she successfully rejoined the workforce through JP Morgan's Global Reentry Program. And today, she enjoys a fulfilling role in strategy and program management. Claire, it's great to have you with us. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Claire, it would be great if we could start a little bit at the beginning and, and for you to tell us about your career background and your experience before you took that first career break. Sure. Um, so I had seven years of experience in wholesale banking as a relationship manager. Uh, started from 2006 when I, um, graduated from Cambridge University Business School and I moved back to Taiwan to join Standard Charter Bank. And in 2009, I joined Standard Charter in New York to help them start a new client segment from scratch. So it was five years of work. 
to um, start the wholesale banking portfolio from zero to a billion dollars. So it was quite an incredible journey to have that relatively more entrepreneur experience in the institutional space. And I pretty much leveraged on that core foundational skill set in wholesale banking um, into the later chapter of my career when I restarted again in London. Tell us a little bit about how that experience of, of working in different countries, raising your family in different countries, has helped to shape you as a person and helped to shape your career and some of the career decisions that you've taken. Yes, I think living and working in different countries definitely helped me to build that international global mindset of working with people from different backgrounds and collaborating them, whether it's driving uh, a global deal through uh, different teams or leading a transformation project with a, a, a global setup. Um, that definitely helped me to understand you know, their concerns and perspectives and issues and that build sort of a more collegial way of communicating with them. And living in different countries also helped me appreciate more like how this world is more interconnected. It's smaller than we originally, you know, envisioned it to be, especially during this pandemic phase where things are so virtually connected. So Claire, you took two career breaks to to focus on settling your family into new homes and lives in different countries. What skills and strengths did you feel that you developed during these times? I think um, raising young children requires a lot of patience and high tolerance for chaos and disruption. So <laughs> that's something I didn't anticipate, <laughs> which is kind of naive. Before that, I kind of expect everything to be in the right order, very structured, very organized, because that was how we would drive or manage a deal. Everything has to be very precise, accurate, organized, and we don't like risk or disruptions. Having a child it's the opposite. So develop that high tolerance for sort of chaos and disruptions and um, ambiguity and just be really patient. That's another skill that I pick up from um, raising a young child and family. And I appreciate that because in my current job, it requires a lot of that in, in the consulting or uh, strategy or transformation space. It's a lot of ambiguity and you need to be able to communicate to people in so many different ways to make sure that everybody's in agreement. Yeah, I think I think um, there's certainly not a lot of precision going on with young kids, is there? And I think that, that ability to be able to, to juggle and to be adaptable and flexible. And I love when you talked about that confidence now that, that it gave you. And looking back, you might handle situations differently. Tell us a little bit about what motivated you to start considering your return to work. Once you were back in the US, you've been back for a little while. What then sort of prompted you to say, right, I, I'm now ready to kind of look to get back to work? Sure. So um, we moved back from London to uh, Washington, D.C. And because that was my second baby, so I thought, you know, I know the drills. <laughs> I can, I have more confidence uh, in terms of managing and juggling a newborn baby and um, 
you know, a professional career. So I thought, okay, I'm ready to get back to work. And I started assessing and reviewing different options. Uh, I look into public sector because of the location in DC, but my natural sort of alignment or inclination is to go back towards, you know, a big global bank because that institutional space, I'm familiar with all the credit product process and all the team setup. And I saw that JP Morgan has an opening for the reentry program. And luckily, I um, was selected to join this payments transformation team. So that kind of connects to what I was doing in London in the fintech consulting space. So that was a natural transition. But I want to highlight that even when I was taking a career break, I always try do my best to kind of stay informed in the fintech development in the space. Um, so that I'm not completely out of the loop. When I was in London, I was selected to be the fintech expert for um, Cambridge Business School Alumni Advisory Council. So I was hosting a lot of fintech forums for them. It was on the side of my full-time work and it was quite demanding actually, but I was dedicated to do that so that I can kind of embed myself more deeply in the fintech space and connect with all the startup founders and the investors and all that. So I kind of carry it forward even when I was having a career break. And that's important. That's an important thread I want to share with people because even you're not working full time, there's still ways that you can plug yourself into the professional world and stay updated and stay um, engaged. That's very important. Change happens rapidly, doesn't it? And no more so than in the Mm -hmm. fintech space. How else did you prepare? You know, what other tips could you share, Claire, that helped you to prepare for your return to work, both professionally and personally? Sure. So personally, I want to talk about that first, because that's first thing first, right? You always want to make sure your family is taken care of. So I spent a lot of time interviewing um, childcare support, make sure that there's no disruption, and you know, in in my child's life because that's like the number one priority for me. And then when you're scanning through different options, it's always helpful to have a prioritization list. I've heard that you know some people want to go for the highest pay job, and or like the most kind of prestigious firm or the most something something. But when they actually started working, that's not really their priority. So that's like a reality check. Maybe it's not like the highest paid job out there, but it offers like better alignment with your lifestyle. So make like a list of prioritization and just be honest about it. Like this is what I can manage and this is what I won't be able to take on in the current stage of my life. And if you find that there's a job out there that aligns with like, Three out of the five in your top priority list, that's pretty good uh, opportunity, I would say. Yeah, so that kind of self-assessment is important. And another one I want to bring up is that there are a lot of websites out there that offers review of different organizations. So that would be people working in different teams, different departments, sharing their experience of the firm 
definitely look into that and see if that culture, that environment uh, matches what you're looking for. When I started, I really want to join a place that values diversity and inclusion. So even during interview, I ask all my interviewers the same question near the end, like, what are the diversity and inclusion uh, initiatives that you're aware of or you're responsible to carry out? And JP Morgan meets that priority in, in my regard. Like I, in my perspective, that's, yeah, that they check all the marks. <laughs> I think it's so important for you to have a fit between what your personal values are and where you're going to end up working. I think if there isn't that fit, then it's just not going to work. And I, and I love the way you talked about, you know, when you were thinking about different roles, you weren't kind of tempted by the salary or the level. Actually, what, what was most important to you was thinking about what was fulfilling work, um, what was the work that was going to interest you, that was going to use your skills, was going to use your experience, um, that was going to keep you energised. So you've told us that you, t- you returned to work in 2021 with JP Morgan via their global reentry programme. Uh, and that was in the midst of a pandemic. So uh, not only uh, is returning to work usually quite challenging in itself, but try- choosing to do that in the midst of a pandemic has a, a, an extra level on top of that. Tell us a little bit about um, some of the highlights of that period and some of the challenges as well that you experienced in those sort of early weeks and months. It is quite surreal that I joined JP Morgan without meeting anybody face to face. And in fact, I don't think I actually met any of my team members in person after a year into the job. So yeah, it was quite refreshing to meet them in person. I think that definitely it has that, that connection. It's not, it, it's irreplaceable. So I think having working in the virtual remote setup, there are sort of efficient efficiency in that, but having periodic meetup um, with the team and you know, offsite in person is also very important. Everybody's new to this environment and there are a lot of new things that everybody's learning. So just don't be afraid to raise questions and ask people about that. So we know that a lot of people on career breaks are nervous about getting up to speed again professionally. How long would you say it took you to feel that you were back up to speed and what helped you along the way? Yes, I think we want to set up like different stages of milestone check for ourselves. So like three months in the job, are you familiar with all the setup, the teams, the people that you need to engage with and are you equipped with all the hard skill, like the knowledge base of the product or the business? So that's like a three miles, uh, three months milestone check that I set up for myself. As long as you're progressing like day by day, that's an accomplishment by itself. And like by six months, am I able to uh, pick up initiative or project and run with it? So that's like the milestone I gave myself. But everybody has different schedule and different pace. But you should try to do that kind of internal assessment based on your circumstances, right? And I think along the way, there will be people willing to offer their help if you have questions and issues. Just need to be very proactive given the kind of virtually connected environment because we're not sitting in the same office. You do have to make an effort to be super proactive 
and always reach out to your peers or mentor or colleagues or manager. Am I on the right track? What do I need to do more? Don't let them off the hook if they're giving you kind of like a wishy-washy general generic answer. If they're saying, oh, you're doing great. No, I, I want to know what exactly I'm doing well in and then what what do I need to improve? So give me specific examples, right? So that's that's something I did and I would encourage others to do the same because it's so important to know that you're making steady progress day by day. And another piece of advice that I learned from someone from the range program is that just be patient with yourself because it's like picking up a new skill or relearning something that you used to be familiar with that takes time and there's a learning curve. So be patient and just do it with your own pace, steady pace. I love the way that you've set yourself these different milestone goals, which kind of gives you a focus for sort of keeping moving forward all the time and taking action. And also that piece around pacing yourself, I think is really key because what Liz and I often hear from returners is that actually finding a sense of balance can be quite tricky when you return to work. You know, you're really keen to prove yourself. You're really keen to say yes to all those different demands that are coming in. How have you navigated that? How have you been able to um, maintain balance? I always remind myself like what value add I can bring to the team. So I leverage a lot on my banking experience, which is unique in the fintech world um, where people come from a pure technology background or program management background. So the banking expertise allow me to raise my voice. Like if I don't agree with a certain approach or um or like feature development or I spotted an opportunity that can really help the business, I would always raise it up. Um, people coming to the reentry program with different background and uh, level of experience, but I found that I always kind of lean on my domain expertise and experience. But for people who rejoin with less experience and not so much um, domain expertise to lean on, I would say always remind yourself what value add I can bring to the team can I do some research? Can I do some um, analysis on the pilot that's being launched? Just think about things that you can add value that would show that you're proactive and you're taking initiatives. And people appreciate that because maybe they're too busy with their day-to-day BAU and there's certain aspects that they are not paying attention to, but you bring it to the table. And how do you recharge at the end of the end of the week? I just hang out with my children that kind of recharge me. They're like battery, <laughs> plugging them. I get recharged a lot um, by playing with them, interacting with them. And also like when I'm cooking dinner, I listen to music like jazz, bossa nova, like, and have a little sip of wine that kind of relaxes me and kind of reminds me, okay, now it's time to leave the work in my home office. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen now. So that kind of separates me out from, you know, the professional work setup. And also I do like swimming and yoga um, 
whenever I can find time. It's interesting, Claire, as well. I think, um, you know, we really found with homeworking becoming much more of a, a normal thing now that boundaries can be an issue and they can become quite blurred, you know, where you can quite easily work longer and later and pop, you know, pop back in. And sometimes that might work for people, but sometimes it can get a bit messy or a bit tiring. Um, so I think creating those boundaries where you, you know, you switch off, you come away, you go, you know, you, you shut the door to your home office, go into the kids and like you say, start cooking and relaxing for the evening just helps you to switch into a different mode, doesn't it? Definitely. Yeah. And sometimes like during lunch break, you just go out and take a walk because otherwise you end up staying indoor all day working in a home office. That's like so easy to sink into that and like never get out of the house. So yeah, just having some connection with the external environment is also very important. Looking back now, Claire, what are some of the things that you're most proud of, both personally and professionally, through your return to work journey? Personally, I just feel, because uh, I delivered my son in 2020 in January, so like right before the pandemic. And for me, I feel like that was a lot. <laughs> and I managed through that and then subsequently joined the return program and secured my role Uh, with the team. So I'm proud of that. And that's great. I mean, I think being able to not only have a baby and, you know, in the midst of a pandemic and and all the challenges that that brings, but also going back to work, securing a permanent role, and then ultimately doing work that's really fulfilling that you feel is is bringing value um, is, is really great. Really loved hearing your story. I know our listeners will be keen to hear about what advice you might have for them. Uh, they may well be on a, a similar journey thinking about going back to work in the very near future. Um, what tips do you have for those who are thinking about going back to work? I mean, some people, when they had a career break and they want to look into different career options. It's kind of like a reality check, right? If you're leveraging on your previous experience, you can probably find a role in that similar function uh, relatively easier. But then if you're looking into switching into a different field, then you do have to be real and practical about it because then you won't probably won't be able to start at the similar level of seniority. So those are things that you need to factor in. Do you want a career switch from this, you know, restart opportunity? Or do you want to continue on building what you have cultivated in the past? So there are different ways to look into that. And it, I think if you're really looking into trying something new, don't be afraid to start at a, you know, not that's the similar level that you, you you have built in the past, but start something new itself. It's, it's quite exciting and incredible as well. I think as long as your heart is in the right place, you can always keep on building it and having the best alignment to your career is more important than keeping on the past that you probably don't enjoy as much. My personal advice is that, like what we were saying earlier in the program, make out a prioritization list and then um, go through it and try to find the best alignment for yourself. 
Yeah, I think that's great advice. I think, you know, different paths that people take, whether they want to build on what they've done before, but also recognising that restarting is an opportunity to think again and take stock of, you know, your interests now, your priorities now, and they may well have changed um, over the, the time that you've had off and really taking that time to reflect about what's important to you and where you might find a really good match in terms of different organisations and what they believe in. I think you've been successful before. So even if you are starting something new at a slightly different level, there's no reason to believe that within a few years you won't be back up to the same levels that you were at before. Claire, really lovely to talk to you today. Great to hear your story and really grateful to receive all the advice that you've given. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad that I get the opportunity to share some of my stories and experience and I hope it's useful to some of the listeners out there. Liz, I really enjoyed our conversation with Claire. In particular, I love the part where she spoke about when considering roles, it's really important to align your interests and values with organisations that share those values. Yes, she recommended making a list of priorities, those things that are most important to you in your next role, so that you have a list of criteria and you can cross-reference that when you're considering different opportunities. For Claire, she really values diversity and inclusion. And I loved when she spoke about asking all her interviewers a question on what DNI initiatives there are at their organisation, a perfect way for her to get a feel for the organisational culture. Absolutely. Clearly something that was very important to her. And, you know, do have a think about what values are important to you right now at this stage of your career. What are the real fundamentals that you need to have in a role? Those things that you can't compromise on or it won't work. Is it about making a difference, ensuring you're continually developing or being challenged? Or is it about being part of a diverse workforce and the benefits that brings, as with Claire? And ensuring your values are aligned is just one element that makes work fulfilling. The other key elements being working in an area that you find intrinsically interesting and also doing work where you'll be using your strengths, so work that you're good at and that energises you. Yes, taking time to reflect on each of these areas, you know, and building your reflections into your priorities list as Claire did. This will give you a unique lens to then assess different opportunities against. And if you don't know how to get started, you can also use this list to generate different career options and then narrow these down to the handful that really energise you, which you can then explore further. So as you return to work, take time to reflect on what's important and interesting to you right now. Build up your job criteria and see how well these criteria align with the organisations and roles that you're interested in. Thanks for joining us today and we really hope that this story will inspire you to take the next step in your own return to work journey. Do tell your friends and family about the Career Returners podcast and when you get a moment, we'd love you to subscribe, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. A big thanks again to JP Morgan for supporting us to create this podcast series. JP Morgan has supported professionals on a career break to successfully return to work for many years and values the diversity, fresh perspective and wealth of experience that returning professionals can bring. Take a look at their successful re-entry programme if you're thinking about returning to work. And if you're looking for more advice and guidance in your own return to work journey, we're here to support you. Visit us at womenreturners.com and sign up to our free Women Returners professional network to hear about current returner opportunities and events, including our free monthly webinars for network members. 
And do join our growing community of returners in our Facebook group for valuable peer support. We look forward to you joining us again for our next episode of the Career Returners podcast.